Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, the podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. In this episode of Tourism Geography's Insights, I'm speaking with Dr. Dennis Tolkach, currently at James Cook University, and we're speaking about his paper that I published with him called Globalization and Cultural Change in Pacific Island Countries, the Role of Tourism. It was published in Volume 23, Issue 3 in 2021. Uh, hi, Dennis. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me. Great. All right. Can you tell me a little bit about the background and the and the motivation for doing this, uh, writing this paper? So there was a project on uh, um, development of tourism in uh, the South Pacific uh, uh, Islands, and I went uh, on a grant to Fiji, Tonga, and Cook Islands in 2017. The project was uh, based around pretty much like stakeholder consultation, trying to find out how people perceive tourism has impacted these different uh, islands. And of course, one of the major topics was uh, relationship between culture and tourism. And so um, I think all of the participants in the research study were making comments on culture and tourism and their relationship. And also they were talking about uh, other influences that have been changing Pacific Islands over the uh, recent decades, and pretty much since the independence. So in our interviews, we were talking from late 70s until the present time and trying to understand uh, what has been happening with the Pacific Island nations. And also it was the time when the film Moana has been released. And so it was also interesting to see how the culture is perceived in the islands and how the Pacific Islanders perceive how accurate or authentic or well-meaning the portrayal of Pacific culture is through tourism or other media. And uh, that was the background of this paper. Thanks. And Steve Britton had done uh, some work uh, back in the early 80s about uh, development in general and tourism development in uh, the Pacific. Did you refer to his work very much? And what other theories or concepts did you use to understand this uh, relationship between globalization and and culture in the Pacific? Yeah, so uh, that was, of course, a landmark study by uh, Britton on development in the uh, South Pacific. We went with the more specific uh, theory for this uh, paper and based it on Peters's hybridization of culture approach. And so uh, in some way it is related to the uh, development paradigms, right? So uh, people talk about uh, modernization and postmodernism. And in uh, Peters's description of three paradigms of globalization and culture, there are three different approaches, clash of civilizations, where one civilization basically clashes with the culture of another one. And that leads to 
a conflict that has to be resolved. McDonaldization approach where the cultures become a kind of, they lose their authenticity, become very consumerist. And the second approach is McDonaldization of culture where the culture is becoming a consumption product and it loses its authenticity. The third approach is hybridization. So the previous two are more static, right? So they assume that uh, there's just like one culture, it doesn't change. Uh, hybridization uh, acknowledges that all cultures throughout history have been changing and influencing each other. Uh, there is no such pure culture that hasn't changed for 50,000 years. There's always uh, some changes. And those need to be embraced. And uh, in our uh, interviews, actually participants uh, have used these different approaches. Like if you think about uh, their respondent, uh, responses, then you can see that, uh, okay, now they're talking about the clash of civilizations. So for example, a participant would say, uh, we got adjusted to the Australian tourist market. Uh, okay, they love the beef steaks, so we need to import beef for them things like that. And then they would mention, but now we have also more Chinese tourists coming into the Pacific Islands. So they have different preferences and priorities. So we need to adapt to them. So there, there is a clash on how they relate. And also turned out that Australian tourists may not be mixing very well with the tourists from Russia or from China. And uh, some companies try to keep them separate, actually. So that would be example of clash of civilization. But monolithization, and they would uh, talk about the loss of authenticity in our portrayal of culture to tourists, like they could tourist uh, shows uh, that usually uh, tourists can see during dinner time and saying, well, they the all start to look the same. So let's say if you look, go to Fiji, they start doing uh, the fire dances like uh, in uh, Samoa. There are no fire dances in Fiji, but they look spectacular, so they include them in the program. I actually saw fire dance in Tonga, and again, it's not the tradition, but it looks spectacular. And what is interesting, that the locals liked it, so they come and watch it as well. And with hybridization, this discussion, how to move, move forward, how to portray the culture authentically, but also not just the culture that used to exist, hundred years ago but how the pacific islands are now like uh, what is the culture of the young people which is the mixture of different interests uh, that they take also from uh, technology from media and not just keeping to the traditions but actually showing how the lifestyle is in the islands yeah great so can you explain how tourism fits in. You've mentioned, you know, the role of tourism from what I get one part of the picture, but there's other factors that impact local culture and, uh, you know, due to the globalization. Yeah. So one of the major influences on culture in the Pacific is migration and diaspora. And there are some similarities with tourism as there are people coming from other countries and stay in the country and then they leave. But in this case, uh, the diaspora is actually playing a more active role because there is a direct uh, connection, communication between people living in the islands and the diaspora. And they are connected, right? They are relatives. 
So of course, what your relative do, how they speak, how they dress, what they have influences much more on you than someone you don't know and you've just seen for 10 minutes or maybe a couple of hours as uh, happens with tourists. So that's one important factor uh, which affects uh, uh, culture in their islands. Popular culture is also an impact. So of course, uh, the TV, the music that affects uh, people, of course, who want to have access to the major entertainment aspects. Uh, so as anywhere in the world, we're all affected by the American films and music, right? Uh, social media makes communication uh, very easy. And so that's also another factor that affects uh, culture and globalization. Like you are able to speak easily with people from different uh, parts of the world. So of course you become uh, more global just because of that. Geopolitics also involved. So as I mentioned, for example, the flows of tourists have been changing. If we look at uh, 1980s, for example, there was uh, a bit more importance uh, in uh, European markets, like 80s, 90s. Then uh, some destinations like Cook Islands lost uh, the direct link uh, for German market. Then uh, that uh, has uh, impacted, right? So uh, there are these impacts uh, based on where the flights come from, which uh, countries are seen as uh, friendlier. And of course, uh, Pacific is a battle of geopolitical interests with uh, US, uh, Australia, New Zealand, China, Japan uh, involved. So, I mean, it's a lot more complicated than just tourism has a negative effect on, on culture or that Western culture is, is dominating. Since the research has been completed and, and published in this paper, you know, what sort of areas, further topics would you be interested in, in researching in this uh, context and about, about this topic? Well, I think it is interesting to keep thinking about how to develop tourism products and uh, tourism marketing that uh, is respectful uh, towards uh, these different cultures that uh, protects the ownership of culture by the local people. Uh, you know, a lot of people told me in the interviews, uh, the tourists come because they know about the beaches and the sea, but uh, they love the Pacific because of the culture, because of the people. And so uh, it is still a challenge to understand how to build up a tourism system that is uh, respectful and valuable and benefits uh, the cultures around the world. And one of the important issues is uh, maintaining the interest of young people in their own culture. Because one aspect of uh, cultural tourism is that it provides the dollar value on the cultural assets. But then you want people to be involved in their own culture because uh, it's not just financial asset, but because uh, there is uh, an intrinsic value in knowing your background and your roots and so forth. And I think uh, this is related to also regenerative tourism topic. Of course, a lot of it is uh, discussing the regeneration of the natural environment, but also how do we help for tourism to protect the 
diversity of cultures is important. And, you know, there's a language dying somewhere almost every week, I think. So how do we protect uh, the, the cultural diversity of the planet? Yeah, good. All right. Any last further comments that you want to make regarding the paper? I really enjoyed working on uh, this paper and I hope to have more opportunities to work in the Pacific, but I also uh, try to work on something similar, similar topics uh, here in um, North Queensland, because uh, obviously Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tourism is a big topic uh, in Australia. And there has been uh, some progress uh, with the native titles and national park management agreements and development of new uh, tourism products, but there's quite a lot still that can be made and hopefully these uh, concepts can be also applied in Australian context in the future. Cool. Thanks, Dennis. Just to reiterate, Dennis Tokach is a senior lecturer at Cairns campus of uh, James Cook University in uh, far north Queensland, Australia. Thanks, uh, Dennis, for uh, sharing uh, the paper and your insights. Thank you.